Good morning, everyone. Uh, I think we're kind of winding down our lessons on Proverbs. And today we're going to be uh, in this, this lesson covers Proverbs 2, 12 through 19, and also 5, 4 through 14. But David covered a lot of that in, in uh, chapter 5, so we probably won't go over a lot of that. Uh, I'm going to kind of stick with uh, Proverbs 2, and we'll, <clears throat> we'll go through that. I'll read them both, but like I said, uh, David talked about a lot of that in his last, in his last lesson, and uh, so we probably won't go over a whole lot of that today. Uh, and verses 2, 12 through 19. <clears throat> and it says, uh, we'll start at verse 10. When wisdom entereth into that heart, the knowledge is pleasant unto the soul. Discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. To deliver, delayed, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who uh, lead the path of a righteousness, to walk in the ways of darkness, uh, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they are uh, they and forward in their path, to deliver thee from the strange woman even from the stranger which flattereth her words, which uh, forsaketh the, girt, the uh, guide of her youth, and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclined unto death, and her path unto the, de unto the dead. None that go into her return again, neither they uh, hold of thy paths of life. Like I said, verse Five, dealing more with the strange woman. You know, uh, uh, David talked about that in his last lesson, so we won't keep harping on the strange woman. <clears throat> uh, we're, uh, we're gonna talk more about uh, dealing with immorality and dealing, in, in this, we're gonna talk about immorality and discretion and different things of that nature. And uh, in, in this verse, you know, David uh, talked about wisdom. You know, we talk a lot about wisdom in, Prover in Proverbs. So we're going to start out, you know, talking about wisdom first. You know, wisdom is, is, is determined on how we do things. You know, without certain wisdom, we do things that we shouldn't do. You know, we got, to, we got wisdom, then that keeps us from doing a lot of the things that we know we did, that we shouldn't do. And it said, uh, you know, said one should seek wisdom. You know, in uh, uh, Proverbs 2.10, it said, when wisdom entereth into thy heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. So, you know, we should be always looking for the kind of wisdom that's going to carry us through life. And it said in Proverbs 4.7, it said, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. And, and, and wisdom, when you get wisdom, you got to know how to use it. That, that's what it's saying here when it said, uh, you know, therefore, with wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with getting wisdom, get understanding. You know, and understanding, when you get all that wisdom, then you have to know how to use it. You have to understand what it's for. 
you know, because if you, you know, you got wisdom and you don't know how to use it, it's no good to you. You know, you, you got to be able to use it in, in, the, in the right way. And, and we want to make sure that we do that. You know, wisdom is good. It depends on the wisdom. You know, I know we talked about uh, before, you know, earthly wisdom. We got that earthly wisdom. We, you know, we don't want to be too, uh, too uh, determined in getting all the earthly wisdom because a lot of the earthly wisdom is not going to do us any good. You know, it helps us in certain things in life, but, uh, uh, but heavenly wisdom is what's going to get us to heaven. And that's what we want to look for. We want to get that, that uh, heavenly wisdom, the wisdom that, that we get from the scriptures. Uh, scriptures tell us how to be wise. Scriptures tell us what kind of wisdom we should have. And that's the kind of wisdom we want to seek. Uh, and then in the Colossians 3.16, it said, Let the work of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. You know, in other words, we want that wisdom from the work of Christ. You know, let us Christ work in us, and how Christ works in us is through Scripture. You know, He don't come down and and uh, uh, get into us and make us do things that some people try to say. Uh, you know that uh, God changed changed their ways. You know, they was they was a drunkard, and then they prayed to God, and the next day they didn't have a taste for alcohol. You know, it don't work like that. You know, we have to work towards those things. You know, if God take everything away from us that we don't want to do, you know, then what is it there left for us to do? You know, the only thing that we got to do, if, if, uh, if we are uh, an alcoholic and we want to stop drinking, and the only thing we have to do is say, God, take the taste of alcohol away from me, then what, what job is there for us to do? You know, we got a job to do, and we got a part to do in this. You know, if we want to stop drinking, our job is to make that decision uh, and work on changing it. Same thing with smoking or, uh, you know, men chasing women or women chasing men. You know, it's a conscious decision that we have to make that we're going to stop doing these things. And we want to do it because Christ is working in us through the scriptures. You know, Christ came down, he lived a life that he, to show us how we should live, even though we're not, we won't be able to live that kind of life that he lived, because we're going to always have sin. You know, Christ was a person that dwelled on this earth without any sin, but we're, we're not going to be able to do that. You know, but our conscious uh, efforts to try to live that life that Christ lived, that's all that God asked. Because he know we're gonna sin, you know. So, you know, we, we're gonna always sin, you know. Whether it be our thoughts, or whether it be something that we doing that we don't know is sinful, you know. You know, just because you don't know it's a sin, don't don't necessarily mean it's not sinful. You know, it just means you had learned that it's a sin yet. But once we learn what those things are, then we should try to stay away from them. So it said, let the Work of Christ dwell in you richly with all wisdom, you know. So we got to have that. We got to have that heavenly wisdom, but that uh, that scriptural wisdom. We get wisdom from reading the scriptures, you know. Anything we read in the scriptures that that give us the wisdom that we need, that's what we need to get it from. You know, we don't need to get it from uh, books. We don't need to get it from the dictionary. 
Uh, we don't need to get it from other people. We need to get it from the scriptures. If, if somebody is trying to teach you about wisdom and not, they're not teaching you about wisdom from scripture, then we need to go to the Bible and try to learn what wisdom is. <clears throat> and then it said in Proverbs 23, 4, when he talked about wisdom, he said, labor not to be rich. That cease, cease from thine own wisdom. In other words, uh, don't try to be wise yourself. You know, don't, you know, a lot of people, they, they, you know, they, they try to be wise in their own mind. You know, you know, they think they know it all. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody knows people like that. I work with people like that who think they know everything. Any kind of subject you come up with, they, they can tell you about it. You know, uh, and, it's, 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 and it's that kind of earthly wisdom that they have. You know, they never uh, give you an answer scripturally. It's always an earthly answer that they try to give you. They, you know, they always have that earthly wisdom. You know, and, and they said labor not to be rich. You know, uh, is there anything wrong with being rich? Mm, nothing wrong with being rich. You know, it's it how you can handle that richness is what makes the difference. You know, like uh, Paul said, money is the root of all evil. You know, a lot of people get rich, they forget about God. They get rich, they think they don't, they don't need other people. You know, uh, so sometimes money changes, you know, being rich changes people. You know, uh, Solomon was rich, you know, uh, Job was rich, but you know it didn't. It didn't change the way they looked at God. You know, a lot of times when we get money, we think we don't need God anymore. You know, we can do everything. Look at the uh, uh, a farmer in Luke. You know, he raised all these farms and he filled all his barns, so he didn't think he needed anybody else. You know, he said he was just gonna sit back and and relax and live good. You know, but, you know, he didn't know that, you know, he was going to die that night. You know, but, you know, he put all his wisdom and, and, and trust in all the, uh, all the crops that he was raising. Because he knew crops meant food, crops meant money. Crops probably back then meant positions, you know. Uh, you know, that, that give him position in, 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 the, uh, in the city. So, you know, he was, he was looking at things like that. He wasn't looking at, you know, I got all this extra stuff. Maybe I need to find somebody who need it and, you know, and let somebody, some of the poor have some of it. But he wasn't thinking about that. You know, a lot of people that's got a lot of money, uh, more money than they can spend in a lifetime. A lot of people got more money they can spend in all of our lifetimes than here put together, but they still trying to gain more, you know. To them, money means power. And so they don't think about getting wisdom, they just think about getting rich. You know, and that's, that's the way, uh, and I said we shouldn't, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I think I would enjoy being rich, you know. <clears throat> you know, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, it probably wouldn't do me no good to be rich, I'd probably give all mine away. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it makes me feel better to give things to people, you know, than to have everything for myself. You know, but I was, I was telling them, they was talking, you know, they was talking about uh, being rich. I said, well, I probably, I, would be, I probably wouldn't stay rich long because I'd probably give it all away. <clears throat> Anybody come to me with a sad story, I'd probably be giving it to them. <laughs> Anybody got any questions or comments on wisdom so far? That money gives you access to more trouble. Yeah, it do. 
It'll give you access to, it, it, depending on how you look at it, it gives you access to being able to help more people too. But most people have had that access to more trouble. Yeah. Well, they did back then. Uh, the poor people couldn't sit with the rich people back then. They couldn't even be in the same building a lot of times with the rich people. And probably, it's probably some people that way now. You know, they probably look at us and, you know, think, you know, I don't even want to be standing beside this person. You know, he, you know, uh, some people, did, all the people they want to hang around with the rich people. Yeah, you know, a lot of people say you hang around the rich, you become rich. You know, I don't. <coughs> I don't know how, you know, I guess they try to learn what they do so they can do the same thing to become rich. But what happened with most rich people? Most rich people that's rich got it illegally a lot of times. You know, not, I'm not going to say illegally, but immorally a lot of times. You know, uh, you know, some people get it legally, some people get it, you know, the right way, but some people get it immorally, you know. Uh, Look at all these rich people that win the lottery. They said most of those people, when they win the lottery, within five years, they've spent it all. You know, they wasted it all away. <clears throat> you know, and so. Something we don't need to get on this. If we're born in the United States, we're rich. Yeah. 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 Help, yep. Yeah. Uh, me and Mark and I was talking about that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you know, us being the, uh, anybody in this country, you know, can't, you know, you, the poorest person in, the, in this country a lot of times is, is richer than people in some of these other countries, yeah. uh, you know, and, and you don't have to be poor in this country if you don't want to, you know, because there's plenty of opportunities out there for one, and then there's plenty of places out there that can give you help if you want to. You know, a lot of people that's homeless and things like that is homeless because they really don't care. You know, they don't try to do anything different. You know, and, and there are some people that need help, you know, we're not going to say there's not people out there that do need help, but you know a lot of people that's out there are homeless and things like that is because they're not trying. You know, you know I've known people that was that had businesses, and then they end up homeless because they changed. You know, because they doing start doing. You know, they started drinking or using drugs or whatever, and they lost everything they had because of the drugs or the, uh, or the alcohol. And now they're homeless, you know, and you know, I, we had several of them back at, in the town that I worked as a police officer in, you know, but they were, you know, they owned businesses, they was uh, carpenters and plumbers and uh, uh, one guy owned a uh, janitorial business and he lost it all because he got hooked on drugs. You know, and he ended up being homeless. Him and his wife both, they both got hooked on drugs. She had a staffing service business 
and he had a janitorial service, and they both ended up losing both businesses because they got hooked on crack cocaine. <clears throat> okay, and then, uh, and again, it said wisdom in uh, uh, James 3.17, said wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruit. Now, that's the kind of wisdom we should be looking for. Yeah, that's the kind of wisdom that we should be having peace, you know. There's nothing better than having peace. When you do things or help people or do you do things that give you peace of mind. You know, when you've done something, you said, I've done the right thing. You know, when you know you've done the right thing and you don't have anything to be ashamed about, you don't have anything to apologize to anybody about, you know, you know you've done the right thing. Then being general, said so being easy to be entreated, you know, full of mercy and good fruits. So all those things, according to James, is uh, uh, wisdom from above. You know, the other kind of wisdom, you know, book learning and learning different skills, and those things are temporary. You know, learning everything we want to learn about different books or things we want to learn about in this world are temporary because once you die, those things are not going to do you any good. You know, they'll you know, help you us now while we walk in this earth. You know, but once we're gone, you know, what good is they going to do? Uh, when we go to judgment, they're not going to say, well, this person had a lot of skills. So that give him a better chance of going to heaven, you know, than the person who don't have it. It don't work like that. You know, it's going to be looking at that person that live a godly life, who live according to the scriptures, who try to follow Christ. That's just what we're going to, it's going to be based on. Not how much knowledge that you know. You know, you can get all the PhDs and whatever other Ds they got, and it's not going to do you any good in heaven. You know, and the only thing those those things are going to do you good is here on the earth. And then way things going now, a lot of degrees you get not going to do you anything, going to do you any good here on earth. Because there's a lot of degrees people get now and they can't find a job once they get, you know, and they have to go into uh, they have to go into other fields because the degree that they got, there's no job for them. So you know, so that 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 a earthly wisdom really didn't do them a whole lot of good, you know, from the start. And then also. Proverbs 16, 16 says, how much is it to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding rather than be chosen than silver? In other words, wisdom and understanding is more important than silver and gold. So in other words, we want to get wisdom and understanding more than riches. You know, you know riches, again, like I said, is temporary, but we get the right wisdom and understanding, you know, that, that that's, uh, lasts you a whole lifetime. Because that wisdom, wisdom and understanding, gonna make a lot of difference when it comes to the judgment. You know how we use wisdom and how we use our understanding. Uh, and then in James uh, one five, it says, "If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and unbraid it not, and it and it sh and shall be given unto him." In other words, if we want the right kind of wisdom. We need to ask God for it. And once we ask God, well, we can't sit back and wait for God to give it to us. You know, this is not what James is saying. 
You know, a lot of people look at things like that. You know, if I pray to God for this, he's going to give it to me. Well, yeah, he's going to give it to you. When you pray God for wisdom, you're telling God that I'm going to go out and seek the kind of wisdom you want me to have. Not that, you know, he's just going to put it in my head and it's going to be there. And a lot of people look at it that way. You know, uh, uh, I think I've told this story before about this guy, about his minister, his minister or preacher, or whatever you want to call him. So he don't read the Bible. When he get ready to do his, he don't, he don't do a lesson. When he get ready to do a Sunday morning sermon, he go into his office and sit in his office and God give him what to preach that Sunday. And that's what he preached. And this guy believed that. And I told him, I said, no, I said, it don't, I said, it don't work like that. I said, you have to study. You know, the Bible just don't come into your mind just because you ask for it. You know, you know when you ask for wisdom, now you got to go out there and read the scriptures to get the right kind of wisdom that you're asking for. You know, it's not just going to come, come to you. Uh, just like healing, you know, some people think that they can pray to God for healing or somebody can put their hands on you and heal you, it don't work like that. You know, when we ask for healing, we ask God to be merciful to us, and if it's his will, then we'll eventually get healed. You know, healing today is not one of those things where, you know, I get my hand cut off like, uh, uh, the ear cut off like Paul did the, uh, did the soldier, and then, you know, you just stick it back on and you just go on about your business, you know. What happened, you know, you got to take that person to the emergency room, the doctor's got to, hopefully they can find the ear, and then they can put it, sew it back on, then it's got to heal. Okay, that's providence of God, because he gave the doctor's ability to do that, you know, and put that ear back on, you know, because a long time ago, you get something cut off, you know, it was just lost, you know, because they didn't have a way to replace it. But now you get something cut off, they get it at an, at a certain amount of time, that they can put that back on and it still functions. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's uh, it's a uh, you know it that's God's will. He gave man that wisdom to be able to do that. Sometimes we go too far with it. Yeah. You know uh, even to the uh, I know everybody read this story about the Babbitt case. You know. Well, you know doctors was even was able to replace that and it was functionable. You know, so, you know, you know, God give us that wisdom, but sometimes we go too far. Man take that knowledge, now he's trying to make people live forever, which will never happen. You know, uh, they're trying to do things now, they're saying that, you know, try to make a person live forever. And then they're working on things now where they can, they call it cryogenics or something, where they freeze you. And if you got cancer or something, they can freeze you until they get a cure for cancer. Then they can unfreeze you and then cure your cancer which, you know, that'll never happen. Uh, people are spending all kind of money on being able to live forever. Do any of us want to live on this earth forever? Would that be, <clears throat> you, know, you know, think about the people back in the day when they was living four, five, six, seven, look at Methuselah's, 996 years old. You know, that's a long time. A lot of people said, well, that wasn't in our years. You know, uh, from what I read in the Bible, a day is a day and a year is a year. So that means Methuselah lived, you know, 996 years or whatever it was. So that's a long time. You know, 
you know, he lived a long time on this earth. Think about what he went through. You know, did, was Methuselah ready to go after 100 years? You know, Let's think about that. Was that a punishment for Methuselah to live that long? Or was that a being merciful for Methuselah to live that long? We don't know. You know, back then it may have been a good thing to live that long, but nowadays it's kind of it's kind of uh, people. You know, like Paul. You know, say so he was ready to be offered. You know, he was ready to go. You know, he said it was better for him to be with with God. You know, but it was better for him to be on this earth for. The people's sake. You know, that's the only reason he wanted to be here is to help, to help others. All right, let's see. Well, I'm running out of time. Let's jump off wisdom right quick. I can have some more on wisdom. We're going to leave that alone. All right, and we're going to look at discretion. You know, it talked about discretion also in verse 11. It said, discretion shall preserve thee, and understanding shall keep thee. And, and uh, discretion is the freedom to decide what should be done in a particular situation. That's what uh, the, uh, the definition of it. You know, so discretion means how you do things. You know, uh, or the way you do things and, 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 and how you look at things of what and, and the way they need to be done. And, you know, we talked about, you know, discretion and how we dress. Discretion and what we say. You know, you know we, we have the power to be discreet in the things we do. <clears throat> and then in 1 Corinthians 14, 20, it, it says, Brethren, be not children in understanding. Howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be ye men. In other words, uh, don't be children in your understanding. You know how children think, you know, how they understand things. They don't understand things like grown people understand things. So it says, you know, uh, be not children in understanding, but in malice be ye children. In other words, uh, don't, you know, children is, is not malice, you know. You know, they do some uh, crazy things, but it's not because they are trying to be malice. You know, it's just they do things. They just do things because their brains are not developed. In other words, you say, you know, in malice, don't, you know, be children. So in other words, don't, don't just go out and be malice because that's the way you want to be. He said, but... It be, it be not understanding like a child, you know, because a child understands things different than I do. You know, they don't, look at, they don't look at things like we do. You know, they see a hot heater, they, don't, they, don't, they know it's hot, but they don't understand when they touch it, it burns. You know, but as we get older, you know, we don't have to touch a heater to know it's hot. You know, you know we understand that, you know, because it's got some heat coming from it, that we know if we touch it, it's going to burn. Children don't look at it like that. You know, they think that in order for them to know whether it's hot or not, they got to touch it. Yeah. You know, you can tell them it's hot all you want, but until they touch it for themselves, then, you know, then they, they won't know it's hot. But then again, uh, <clears throat> and then in uh, Proverbs uh, 1 4, it said, to give stability to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion, you know, so, uh, uh, and that's what wisdom do, is give subtlety to the simple and to the young man knowledge and discretion. In other words, it teaches us how to be discreet about things, you know, what we say, what we do, how we look, 
uh, and different things like this. All of this is important because how we act and how we look and the things we do going to tell people whether we're Christians or not. You know, when we go out in the public, if we, if we, if we, uh, if we dress like everybody else dressed and it's, and it's inappropriately, we're not using discretion. You know, we're trying to be like everybody else. You know, same thing, the way people talk. You know, we have to be discreet on what we say. You know, you got, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody work in a place where people say things that they shouldn't be saying, making kind of jokes that they shouldn't be making, but then we shouldn't be getting in there uh, doing the same thing they do, you know, saying words that they say. And if you go, if you hang around police officers long enough, you would find out that police officers got the worst mouth that you can ever want to hear. You know, you know, they, they don't care what they say, and then a lot of times they don't care what they say to the public. You know, and it's not just, you know, around other officers, they talk like that a lot of times. A lot of times they talk like that, you know, uh, to the public. You know, and it's, uh, and I'm sure, you know, everybody that work with people like that, that they don't have any discretion on what they say or what they do. You know, it's just foul mouth all the time. Anybody have got any comments before I go any further? We talk a little bit more about discretion, then we're going to go into uh, uh, another portion of this, this, uh, these verses. <clears throat> okay, but then, uh, and it, Discretion, it says, discretion shall preserve the understanding, shall keep the verse 211, that the liberty, okay, now this is what discretion is going to do. You know, if you got discretion and understanding, it, it, uh, Proverbs will tell you what discretion is going to do. Uh, <clears throat> uh, it's, it said, it'll deliver you from the way of the evil man. Okay, and then here's, uh, the evil man is described as in, in uh, Proverbs 1.11, say, evil man seeketh only rebellion, therefore cruel messengers shall be sent against him. In other words, an uh, evil man is a rebellious person. You know, you know he rebelled against anything that's going on. Uh, then Matthew 12.35 says, a good man out of the treasures of his heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil thing. You know, that's what uh, Jesus said about uh, evil person. He bring evil things out of his heart. He bring evil things. That's where all evil come from. From within us. You know, we decide uh, our, ourselves whether we want to be an evil person or we want to be a good person. And it all comes from within. You know, uh, and that's what uh, uh, Jesus is saying here. And out of the treasures of his heart, you know, he brings forth good thing, a good person. And an evil person, out of the treasures of his heart, he brings evil thing. In other words, those things have to come from inside of us first, and then they come out. You know, uh, it's evil start from within, then we, bring, then we let it show. You know, <clears throat> if we want to be an evil person, you know, it starts from within us. And we decide on whether we want to be good or evil. You know, good or evil, you know, scientists try to say some people are evil because they can't help it. You know, well, I don't, you know, 
people are evil because they want to be evil. You know, they're not evil because they can't help being evil. You know, there's, there's psychiatrists and scientists saying that a person, you know, they scan a person's brains. If this part of his brain is lit up a certain way, that means he can't help what he's doing, or this part of his brain is up. You know, it's, it's, I think of, you know, now there are, there are mental health cases where people might not know what they're doing, you know. But uh, all these uh, cases where people, you know, committing crimes, they say a person can't help from committing crimes because of the makeup of their brain. And then I've even read when I was in college, when I took a criminal justice course, um, they, was, they were saying that the body type determined what kind of person he was going to be a criminal. They said most, most muscular type people was going to be the criminal type people. You know, and if people that born muscular, those are the people that are going to commit the crime. Well, I'm good, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we know that both types commit crime. You know. uh, but, you know, but that's what they're saying. You know, uh, uh, most likely the one who's going to commit a crime is the one who's born with that muscular physique. You know, uh, and I don't know where they get that from, but <clears throat> and then uh, then again, Jesus in Mark twenty-seven twenty-three, he said, "All these evil things come from within, defile a man." In other words, evil defile a person. You know, all these things from within, you know, defile a man. <clears throat> you know, uh, not you know, Jesus was talking about, you know. The, they was talking about what they eat defile a person, but Jesus said, you know, what you eat don't defile you. You know, you know uh, what what a man, what things come from inside a man, that's what defile him. You know, things that's in his heart that that comes out into the open, that's what defiles a person. And then James three eight, he said, but the tongue no man can tame; it is unruly, evil, full of deadly poison. The other word. James said the tongue is evil. You know, the way you speak, how you speak to people, what you say. Uh, you know, the tongue can cause a lot of problems. You know, it causes riots. You know, it's called people to die. You know, uh, some, uh, a lot of people die because somebody said something to them that they didn't like. You know, uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people died because of something that per somebody said. Or, you know, because of, uh, you know, the tongue, you know, is in the, in how you talk to people. You know, he said the tongue is a uh, unruly evil. You know, and, uh, you know, I think James in some of those same verses talked about it. You know, the tongue, you know, was, was able to uh, steer ships. You know, the roll on the ship, you know, was small and they can steer big ships. And that's what the, uh, James said the tongue was, the tongue is a small thing. But it can create a lot of havoc. You know, <clears throat> you know it's uh, it's do a lot. Of, it do it can do a lot of damage. You know, and, and then verse Proverbs six twelve said, "Naughty person, a wicked man, walking with a forward mouth." And we know all those kind of people. Uh, <clears throat> uh, they uh, they you know every, every other word come out of their mouth is a word that you don't want to hear. You know. Um, I get on these kids at school all all the time. You know, they be talking to other kids. That's why you hear them 
I mean, some of the ungodly words, you know, uh, uh, that come out of their mouth. I mean, tell me, I said, you shouldn't be talking. Oh, I'm sorry, Officer Scott. I didn't know you was there. It don't matter. You, you know, you will, You know, if you were, wasn't gonna say it because I was there, that mean if I wasn't there, you was gonna say it. So you shouldn't say it regardless of who's around. You know, it, it, it makes a difference. You know, it, it makes what kind of person people are going to think you are. You know, and, and, and the girls are the worst. You know, I've heard more of the girls uh, saying stuff like that than anything. And, 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 they, and you would think that they would be the most, you know, discreet for people. But, you know, those young girls, they wow. So and then, uh, and then John three twelve and say I wrote unto the church, but the atrophies who loveth to have the preeminence among them receiveth us not. The atrophies was the evil person, you know. He want have he want to be over everything in the church, and he didn't want Paul coming because he figured if Paul came, then he wasn't gonna have the, you know, he wasn't gonna be the person that he wanted to be. You know, so he, you know, Paul said, you know, he wanted to be preeminent among, and he didn't, he didn't want to receive Paul and them because, you know, he wanted, he wanted to run everything. And there have, you know, there are people in the church that want to run everything. You know, they, they think they, they uh, should be able to tell everybody, you know, what to do and how to act. And, and, and those people think that they are the best people in the church. You know, to, the, to, to their own mind, they think they're the best person in the church. You know, I've had members of the church who said that they've never committed sin. You know, I don't commit sins. Yeah. But then they're always talking about other people committing sins. You know, somebody get up and, and uh, confess, then they wonder what they've done. You know, uh, they just confessed last week, then why, you know, they coming back confessing again. I would tell them, well, Maybe they done something different this time, you know. I said maybe you know maybe they made a confession, or maybe they was thinking about something that they need thought they need to make a confession about. You can't judge people because they make a confession two times in a row, you know. Uh, the important thing is that they make the confession, and if you think that they make a confession too often, maybe we need to sit down with them and find out why they may be making confession when they don't need to be. And then maybe they need more teaching so they can learn how to stay out of the problem that they are. You know, so it's not our job to, to chastise them on why they're making so many confessions. It's our job is to find out why so we can try to straighten it out. Okay. All right, that's uh, conclude the lesson for the day. And uh, glad, uh, thanks for everybody's uh, undivided attention and your comments.